welcome, welcome everyone. Doing something a little bit different today. It is going to be the very first Sigma Duocast presents Rick's Entertainment Review. Uh, basically, it's been something I've been wanting to do for a minute. Review, do proper reviews of um, films, TV shows, and uh, if God f- grants me the time, uh, video games. You know, just a little more in depth. I don't. I'm gonna. This one's gonna be a little bit uh, extensive, but the next one will be a lot. You know, shorter. Um, kind of just want to explain what it is I'm doing, how this is gonna work. And then, uh, and then go from there. It'll be a lot simpler. Um, so, I've been wanting to do uh, proper reviews for films. I know during our normal episodes, uh, Nate and myself, we would review films, give it a one out of ten score, kind of just give like a quick opinion or whatnot. And um, it was cool, but I've always wanted to be a little sim- uh, a little more in depth. Now, I'm not going to be super in depth, like actual film critics or people you see on YouTube or anything like that. Um, I just, my goal is to really just, if you know what I like, value my opinion in a sense, I want to give you that aspect. Um, I got a lot of, you know, friends, family that would ask me, Hey, what do you think about this movie or this game or this? And then, you know, I'll just give them a quick and it becomes a big conversation. Right. So I kind of want it to be presented in that way. I'll be a little technical as you know, Myself, Rick, I am. Uh, some people have told me, <laughs> I've been told, but at the same time, um, I really just want to, you know, uh, give you give you my opinion, my thoughts of a, of a property, a franchise, or whatever. Um, like we're just, you know, we're just hanging out, and you just ask, hey, what do you think about this? Um, so that's why I'm not going to be extremely technical. But anyways, um, I thought, what better movie? to start that off with, with the James Bond, no time to die. Uh, finally got to see it. Um, but let me break down how exactly my review process, um, is going to work. Now this is just an, in its infancy. I might change it, but I think this is a pretty good, uh, start. Um, so I will essentially start off with giving you guys the film details, uh, telling you what the film is, you know, how long it's been out or how long the movie is. Um, you know, when it came out, uh, how you can watch it, you know, just your basic movie details. Um, then I'll give you a synopsis. Um, now I won't give you the typical synopsis that they give you cause it's like very vague. I will give you a little bit more in depth synopsis, but at the same time, I'm going to keep it, um, spoiler free. So I'll tell you what the movie's about without giving anything away. Um, and then I'll give you my review and my review is going to break down, um, I guess I'm going to do it like five points. Uh, I haven't figured out exactly what I want to call it. Um, I guess we'll say stars. Everyone knows that's very convenient. It's universal. So we'll do five stars. You know, you can do a solid star, no star, or half a star. So the best would be five stars, worst, no stars. Um, the way I'm going to break it down, though, is I'm going to look at a couple things. Look at the, talk about the story, um, acting, visuals, uh, score, you know, music. And then the last point is kind of being miscellaneous thing. Um, just, you know, nitpicky things, you know, was it, was it, um, was it a long movie? Was it a short movie? Was it fun to watch? You know, just kind of like that free roam of, uh, of opinions. Um, and then I'll give you my score 
based on that five point five star scale system, whatever that I'm talking about there. And then that'll be that'll be the end of it of that. However, um, I do want to venture into spoiler territory. So after I give you my score of uh, what I think about the film or whatnot, I'm gonna you know say hey. Now I'm going to go a little more in depth. Uh, I'm going to dive a little more into the film. Definitely, there'll be spoilers. So at that point, um, if you don't want to hear any more, shut it down. Come back later if if you can. Otherwise, if you've seen the movie already um, and you obviously want, you know, a little more in depth uh, conversation, that's where that will take place. Um, Or if you don't care and you just want to hear, you know, some of the critical spoilers, then continue listening. But that will be the setup that I will be utilizing. So with that being said, let's jump right into it. Um, so no time to die. Double a seven, the final and fifth film of, uh, Daniel Craig's, uh, portrayal of James Bond. Uh, if you guys have been keeping up with the, uh, James Bond films of Daniel Craig, it all started back in 06 with Casino Royale followed with Quantum of Solace, uh, Skyfall, Spectre, and then No Time to Die. Now, is it required to watch all those movies? I would recommend it, just so you could uh, have the journey of uh, Craig's Bond uh, come to a close uh, a little more impactful. Um, hopefully you've seen those movies. If not, um, at the very least, I do recommend watching the last one, Spectre. Um, that one... Um, Brings a lot of things to light. Um, Spectre is the one that really kind of had a Christoph Waltz as the uh, main villain. And you find out that he was behind this organization called Spectre that really triggered a lot of the events in the previous Bond film, starting with Casino Royale. Um, and then you do meet a character, uh, Madeline, Sn- uh, Madeline Swan, and, um, and you kind of learn the history there as far as her purpose and how her relation in terms of her family and, and all that in, you know, cross with bond. So no time to die literally continues from specter, like takes place maybe a few months. Um, and then after that it, it jumps time, but literally it's a continuance, um, to specter more than anything. It does reference some of the previous things, um, specifically casino Royale. Um, but, um, yeah, mainly, You'll, you'll catch Easter eggs throughout the film if you are a fan and have watched all the previous Bonds. You'll catch little things here and there. Be like, oh, that's from this film and that film or whatnot. Um, but anyways, so No Time to Die finally released um, October 8th, 2021 here in North America. Supposed to come out back in 2019, November 2019, but got delayed till April 2020. And then uh, got delayed from there due to COVID and finally came out 2021. So... You know, Daniel Craig's been doing this for 15 years from 06 to 2021, uh, five films. That's pretty, pretty intense. Um, this is the longest James Bond film, I believe, um, overall. Um, as far as the Daniel Craig's film, is definitely the longest one. So I'm pretty sure it's overall the longest Bond film. Uh, clocks in at two hours and 43 minutes. So almost three hours. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the length there um, in a little bit here. But... Let's see here. Any other critical info that needs to be addressed outside of the name when it released? Oh, and the only way you can watch it right now is in theaters. Um, Don't know yet when it will be available to stream. Uh, There tends to be a like 
30 to 45 day, um, you know, exclusivity in theaters as far as it being released in digital media. Let's see if I can quickly find any information on that. Mm, no. So there's nothing as of right now in the works. Uh, most likely, though, 45 days. That's kind of been the norm. Um, so if you don't want to watch it in theaters, um, hopefully in the next 45 days, it's available to rent digitally, most likely for 20 bucks. Um, otherwise, you might have to wait. I don't know. It's kind of weird right now because the Bond films, they just changed distributions. Um, MGM and Eon Productions are the production companies of the film. They're the ones that make it. Uh, however, distribution was through Sony, uh, Sony Pictures, but they lost that and there was like this big bid for it. And so United Artists Releasing took over the North American distribution and then Universal Pictures took over International. So how does that translate to um, digital release? I am not 100% sure yet. Um as far as who has the rights to distribute, it looks like Universal Pictures Home Entertainment will be the ones distributing uh, DVD, Blu-ray, and most likely digital. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a mess when it comes to releasing. So, again, if you want to watch the movie, go watch it in theaters. And honestly, I watched it in IMAX, and um, it was fantastic. Like, um, I went on a Friday at 11 a.m., because it's three-hour movies, so I want to see as early as I can. Um, it was the week after it released, and there was like me and like maybe six other people in the IMAX theater. It was just extremely comfortable, and um, it was beautiful. Like most of the movie, as far as I can remember, was filmed with the uh, IMAX camera, so it took up the entire screen. You know, they didn't have any uh, black bars on the top or bottom. Um, so if you want to experience it the best way, IMAX if you can. All right, so. Let's dive into the, uh, let's see here, the synopsis of the film, which goes hand in hand with the story. So we'll kind of address in the first point. Um, so like I said earlier, this one is a continuance to Spectre. Um, immediately takes place right after. You see Bond um, with Madeline Swan. They're retired, having a good time, just living life. Um, some events happen. And uh, it causes some pretty, pretty cool action. Um, and then you jump five years. So after you jump five years, Bond is retired on his own, doing his own thing. You know, again, I'm not going to try. I'm going to try not to spoil anything. So, you know, put, put things together there. Um, but anyways, Bond's, you know, by himself doing his own thing, retired, um, hasn't reported to MI6 or anything. He's just off the grid, so to speak. Um, anyways, you find out that MI6 has been developing some, uh, you know, behind closed doors, off the books type of, uh, type of, uh, situation where they're creating this virus, um, which is nanobytes. So when you, um, it's like this little compound, once you weaponize it, it's nanobytes, kind of like a virus. Um, the way it works is once it's weaponized, the nanobytes are, you know, computer based, uh, you can program anyone's DNA to them. So when you release it and it seems like you can get it anyway, just touching it, smelling it, whatever, everyone can be infected. No problem. The, but it is har completely harmful unless they are programmed to a specific DNA. So what that means is, uh, imagine uh, someone has a vial of some, 
nanobytes and they have my DNA code. They program it to, um, to register my DNA code. They weaponize it and they release it. I touch it or catch wind on it. I die immediately. The thing is it's DNA based. So, um, anyone that has my DNA matching, uh, essentially is affected. So in this case, my kids, uh, I would assume like my brothers, you know, uh, my mom, dad, so forth. So if they catch it, they also die. Um, that's, that's the premise there. So, um, again, MI6 was doing this behind closed doors, quite as kept. Unfortunately, somebody out there knew about it, stole it. And there you go. That's, that's your whole premise of the film. They steal it and they need to find out who stole it, what they're planning to do with it. Um, what's their big plan? Where are they at? Yada, yada, yada. Typical, typical, what can go wrong type of situation there. Um, uh, so basically they tr- bring back bond and my six is trying to, uh, M no, is it M? Yeah. M, uh, Mallory. He's trying to keep it quiet as kept trying to find out what's going on. Um, they bring bond involved. Other people you find out in the past come up, they have to create alliances, what have you. Eventually they find out who's behind everything, what their plan is, and they go to stop them. And in the works, we learn a little bit more about bond, um, a little more in depth about his life, um, his relationship with Madeline Swan, and a little bit of closure from the previous villain from Spectre. And that's kind of it, really. And then it just it ends. It ends in a very, um, I would say, in a good way. Um, but in a nutshell, that's really what the movie's about. It's some virus. Someone gets a hold of this nanobite virus that, and. Uh, they got to find out what first you find out what it is, who made it, who took it, where they are, where's their base, stop them. You know, your typical, um, your typical synopsis when it comes to those kind of things. But, um, it was not bad of a story as far as like bond stories go. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't really that bad. Um, it's not like world ending, like some of the previous bonds before Craig, uh, and stuff like that. It's just your typical you know, terrorist gets a hold of some deadly weapon that can create minimal to mass destruction. And, you know, Bond and MI6 need to put a stop to it. Um, but yeah, overall, it was pretty, it, it, was, it wasn't bad. As far as the story goes, it's not bad. I think it's, uh, I know I probably made it sound kind of just generic, but it's, it is actually not bad. It is, I'm not going to say that's not probable either. It seems like it could be probable, especially with today's technology, but I mean, who knows? Um, so, overall, story, like I said, that was good. Um, next up, acting. Acting was great. Um, from all parts, Daniel Craig, you know, 15 years of being James Bond, he did a fantastic job. Um, you know, just, you know, it's, 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 if you like Daniel Craig's James Bond, you, you, you're getting that and then some. Um, it gets a little, you're getting a little bit of a different side of him um, in this film. Uh, they come at, they, his story comes to a conclusion really well done. Um, but uh, yeah, he did a fantastic job acting. Uh, I cannot pronounce this actress name who plays Madeline Swan. She's French. It's like Leah Sidhu, something like that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, she played a pretty good job. Uh, this movie is more, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a lot of Bond, but it's also a lot of Madeline Swan. Like this, this film is literally like focus on them too. 
Um, you know, so you, you, and I'll go into a couple other characters in a little bit, but, um, if you're expecting to just see James Bond and Madden and this character, Madden Swan, that's what you're going to get. Like it's, it's actually not bad. And she did a pretty good job, a uh, pretty good job at acting. I don't really remember her too much in the, in the last one. I mean, I know she played a big role, but I don't know. She just didn't really stood out to me. And this one, she actually did a really good job. Maybe it was just being able to play a bond character twice. Cause most females don't really get to continue playing a bond. They're just in there for eye candy. And then that's it. You don't see him again. Uh, the main villain in this one was Remy, played by Remy Malek. The name is Lucifer Suffin. I, I'm pretty sure it looks like they were going for Lucifer, but it's but weird. They mainly just call themselves in throughout the film. Uh, so Remy Malek, man, this guy, he's a good actor, but he just, he just, he, he can play creepy because he just is creepy. Like he just seems like a creepy guy, like in and out. Um, but he is the main villain in this film. And honestly, if you're if you're going into because you want to see a Remy Malik, a lot of Remy Malik, don't expect that you'll be disappointed. Like there wasn't a lot of him, there was just enough to when you needed it, and then um, like the correlation is to his beef with Bond was kind of not so much. Like that personal was more with Madeline Swan. Like he had more beef with Madeline Swan. His story, that villain had more to do with that character than the Bond character. Uh, you know, Bond just kind of in passing with him. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it was good when he had his scenes. It's like, okay, but it's just like classic Remy Malik. Like any other, if you watch any other movie that he's in, it's like kind of the same guy. So, um, we had Lashana Lynch play as Nomi, which was the new 007. Uh, she did a fantastic job. I actually am very intrigued with this character. Um, I hope we get more some point. Um, uh, I think she was a very interesting take on the 007 character. Now, she's a 00 agent, but she does get the number 007. Um, but she's very by the book. She's badass like Bond, um, but by the book. And it's pretty interesting to see that. It's an interesting take, like a proper uh, 00 agent. So um, I thought she was, I thought she did a fantastic job. If you don't know who she is, she's from Captain Marvel. Um, she played, uh, oh my God, what was her name? Captain Marvel's like best friend, uh, Maria Rambo. There we go. Uh, but no, she did a really good job. I really enjoyed her character. I would love to see more. Uh, ben Wisham uh, or Winshaw is in this is Q Courtmaster. Uh, he's the one that gets all of the uh, Bonds, uh, Bonds gadgets and whatnot. Uh, he's briefly in the movie. He played really well. Uh, Naomi Harris is in there as uh, Money Penny. Again, great job. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, one of my favorite actors, returned as Felix Leiter. Uh, he was introducing Casino Royale, played a role in Quantum of Solace, but was not in Skyfall or Spectre. So it was really good to see him in here. I really like his character, especially since he's a character that was first introduced in the Bond franchise in one of Timothy Dalton movies. I want to say License to Kill played a pretty cool um like re- th- that film, I want to say it's that one, really triggered an early view of what a ruthless bond could be. Um, if you haven't seen that one, definitely check it out. Um, I really want to say it's that movie. Hold on. Let me double check real quick. Um, where is it? Let's see here. John Terry. No live. Let's see. Following his first outing, live and let die later did not appear again until the living daylights. 
So it looks like the Living Daylights is the one where. Um, that Felix Schreider's character appears. Is that the right? Is that the one I'm thinking about? Anyways, he's in those ones pretty good. Um, I like the Timothy Dalton film, Bob Bond film. So if you haven't seen those, I definitely recommend it, especially like the Craig movies. Because they were like a mixture of those like womanizer Bond of like Roger Moore, Sean Connery. And you had, um, what do you call it? And then you had like this Daniel Craig, the ruthless style of, of uh, Daniel Craig early on then. So anyways, uh, really happy to see him. Christoph Waltz, the main villain from Spectre. Uh, he does appear in the film. Don't expect too much from him. Um, Ralph Fiennes, he's Gareth Mallory. M plays in there. Pretty good, really good actor. So he did a good job there. Uh, Anna the Armas pops up in this as Paloma, and she's fantastic. She's an up and coming actress. Um, Knives Out was like her big standout movie. I've seen her in a different film uh, with Keanu Reeves. Uh, that's kind of old, but um, I was really bummed out because she's in there. She's kind of just out of her place. It's a bubbly, like rookie agent, but she can kick some ass. But she's only in there for a little bit. Um, so that was kind of disappointing, but, um, overall she did a good job. I like the character they made for her where she's just kind of like fresh out of the Academy and, uh, you know, from C the CIA and already has like a mission with, with bond and the interaction between the two, the commentary between the two is, um, is pretty funny in a couple moments, uh, you know, cause bond being bond and just the way he is. So I really liked, uh, it was definitely awesome to see her, but I was really disappointed that she wasn't in the movie for long. Um, so yeah, so that was pretty much acting. Acting was really good. Um, it doesn't disappoint at all. So I definitely enjoyed the acting um, from all the actors. Again, screen time of some of the characters kind of disappointed me, but um, I guess it goes with the story made sense, but um, not bad. As far as visual goes, um, visuals were fantastic. Um you know, I know the there is CGI in the film, but not a lot. And then when there is, it's not too um, in your face, like stand out. But um, overall, it's great. Some of the action scenes were a little over the top for even James Bond. But um, uh, overall, it was good. It was really good action. Um, they kept it well-grounded. Um, towards the end, when they're doing some of the uh, fights, the gunfights, I thought it was fin fantastic. Uh, they even did like a, um, there was a moment where, bond was just being a badass and they did like they tried to do like a one take uh basically you know it's the cameras on bond the entire time as he's maneuvering through um enemies and like some of the building corridors and it's like it never cuts so it's just constantly on him recording um kind of like you know they've done it in daredevil the netflix daredevil and a couple other things like that's kind of a new thing that they're starting to kind of put out there where it just one take the camera just always going but that was really cool um and a lot of the action scenes, a lot of the car action was really well done. Um, again, I, I want to say there was only like a, maybe like two or three things that were just like a little over the top, but overall everything seemed pretty realistic and it, the visually it just looked well. Um, the, the cinematography was well done. The, the, just everything overall um, was just well done. Yeah. Medium rare. <laughs> I don't know how to I'll say it. just it looked good. It was visually aesthetically pleasing, especially when you watch an IMAX. Um, the score, the music was fantastic. So Hans Zimmer uh, did the score for this film. Um, Hans Zimmer is a really, really good composer. I love his work. Um, most of you guys might know him um, from the Dark Knight trilogy. 
Uh, he does. He works with Christopher Nolan a lot. And it's funny, I, I mentioned Dark Knight trilogy because there's literally a moment, a couple moments towards the end of the film where it sounds like Batman music, like just Dark Knight. And um, the only thing that takes it like back where it, because I was sitting there and I was like, you know, just really intense. And you're like, oh, shoot, like, is Batman going to pop up? Like, is Christian Bale going to come out and kick some ass with James Bond? Because that'd be a dope mashup. Um, but then right at the last second, when you think like the music is getting about to get, it just goes back. It, it brings the Bond orchestra, you know, uh, into it. So it remixes it really well. But um, I don't know if Hans Zimmer is running out of ideas or what, but it, there was literally a few moments for sure that it sounded like dark night music. And then uh, and then with a little bit of a remix of Bond. Um, other music, other movie films that Hans Zimmer has worked on is uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. So if you're a fan of those films not some of the films uh, uh, scores that he's done. So, but it was good. Uh, overall, everything was fantastic. I love the music. Um, now the song, the intro song of the uh, Billy Eilish, uh, no time to die song. It, I know we talked about it in the last cast. It was all right. It was actually not bad. I love it. I love listening to the bond songs in context. And what I mean by that is you can literally listen to the song like I did all the Bond songs before the movie even came out, you know, you just play it on YouTube and hear it, but it's not the same when you hear the song and it's playing in the movie and you have like all the animation and all that stuff uh, running in the background. So with that playing, um, it was actually, uh, it was actually not bad. Uh, it's still like my second to least favorite. I would definitely put it, um, let's see here. So my, I, I guess, because someone has to be last, I guess the Quantum of Solace song would be the last one. That's the one by Jack White and Alicia Keys. And then right above them is going to be, um, will be uh, Billy Eilish's song. Eilish. I don't know how to say her damn name. And then after that, Adele Skyfall. And then after that, Casino Royale, uh, Chris Cornell. And then my favorite one is Spectre, uh, Sam Smith. That's uh, that's my favorite Bond song. It's really, really good. Um. But yeah, miscellaneous notes, really fun to watch, really enjoyable. The movie is a bit long, two hours and 46 minutes. I don't really know if they could have made it shorter without losing some of the stuff. I'm sure there's some scenes they could have taken out uh, that really wouldn't have impacted the story too much, but um, it would have been by much. I mean, uh, Skyfall, what's the next longest? Spectre was two hours and 28 minutes. I mean, this one's only, you know, 15 minutes after that one. So it's not, it's not too bad. So overall it was good. I mean, it, it's, it's long, but it's, it's worth it. Um, I didn't, they kept the pace really well done. Like there was maybe one moment where I was just kind of like, okay, but like the action, you know, it, it's, it's story mellow, you know, a little lovey dovey stuff and then boom action. And then it's like, goes back explaining story boom action so they kept the pace pretty pretty good so it wasn't as good of a pace like uh in avengers infinity war or endgame where you know endgame you can watch and it's like three hours long and doesn't really feel like three hours um it's not like that good of a pace but it's a it's a decent pace where it doesn't feel like you've literally sat there for almost three hours to watch a movie um overall I will give my score, let's see, five stars being the best. I will give No Time to Die. Let's go with four stars. 
I'm going to give it four stars primarily because um, length and considering the length of the film and we didn't get too much of other characters that I would have loved to see in there. Um, that was a little bit of a bummer, but um, overall it's a really good movie. It's definitely fun to watch. If you're a James Bond fan, um, it's definitely worth watching. Um, I would probably put it as my third favorite Bond movie of Daniel Craig. Uh, Casino Royale is still my favorite, then Skyfall, uh, then No Time to Die, then Spectre, and then Quantum of Solace. That's probably how I rank those. Um, but it was good. It was good. It was entertaining. Watched it on IMAX. Um, I had a good time. Uh, solo dolo on that one. But sometimes those are the best times. And uh, it was good. So four stars. No time to die. Highly rec. I do recommend it. Highly recommend it if you are a, a James Bond fan, let alone Daniel Craig, James Bond fan. Highly recommend you check it out if you haven't already. So now I'm going to take a moment, a couple seconds here, because I'm going to go into a little bit more of the spoilers. Nothing too crazy because I kind of feel like I covered a lot um, without having to, you know, cover too much. Uh, of spoilers i mean that's pretty much the gist of it there's just one big th- event that happens sorry my phone's going off here there's one big event that happens at the end of the film um so again spoilers going forward if you guys don't want to hear it stop now go do your thing come back after um otherwise if you don't mind for spoilers already watched it stick around i'm gonna give it five more seconds again spoilers no time to die okay last warning Spoilers for No Time to Die. So, the story worked really well um, with Swan because you find out, and I said earlier that uh, Remy Malik's character is focused on Swan because you find out that his parents, his family was killed by Swan's father. And so, that's kind of how the movie starts where he's hunting, it's like in the past, and he's hunting them down. Um, and so, throughout the whole movie, it's just kind of them two having their own thing and then bond just comes uh, kind of into play they were in love they retired had their own thing then because of um events that happened where they were at that tied back to specter like the remaining specter terrorist organization they essentially um try to kill bond with uh with vesper lynn's grave uh she was the for his first love interest where he went on to not trust females or fall in love with anyone from Casino Royale. And um, from there, they basically, um, he believes that she was behind it because they kind of made it sound like it. Um, And so he pretty much saves her, leaves her to be, and then they separate and they never see each other because he felt betrayed. He's like, I'm not going to be trusting females anymore because I've already been betrayed now. You know, fool me once, fool me twice, which is kind of played in the lyrics of the uh, Billie Eilish uh, song. Which I was, again, when you have the context, um, I love how they correlate the two. But anyways, um, so yeah, so she is, um, she's released, Bond goes on his own. And then, like I said earlier, virus breaks out. Remy Malik's the one that takes everything. Um, a lot of manipulation. You learn that Spectre was behind it, but then there was someone above him, which is Remy Malik's character. So they kind of bring Spectre to a close, that organization. But what's most important is you find out that the girl, um, Swan, find, has a daughter. And she does. She tells Bond it's not hers. And so throughout the movie, you're led to believe it's not his daughter. But you find out it's his daughter. Um, 
And so the basically the movie concludes as everything I said earlier, big fight out. But the big thing is that he, uh, the DNA of, of um, the nanobites DNA of Swan and the daughter um, is contaminated. It gets contaminated onto Bond. Uh, Remy Malek character puts that on him. And so as they're on this big base towards the end, it's like an old World War II base uh, mission silo where they're producing the the stuff. And um, he orders Spawn, tells Q, uh, M to send a nukes to destroy the island because they have to destroy the manufacturing plant, um, manufacture plant. But um, as soon as Bond finds out, and what's her name, the daughter and, and Swan were there, but they get rescued by uh, would-be 007 Nomi, who gives up the title, still a double agent just not double seven um go off to like an island off to the side not too far uh but away from blast radius and um basically as bond realizes that that he has that because if he gets close to the daughter or swan he'll kill him so uh bond decides there's no point to leaving the island so he has one more uh radio communication uh with swan and they say their goodbyes. They say it all sad. It got a little. It got a little emotional. It was a pretty sad goodbye. And and Bonds basically just sit there and tells her loves her and you know what have you. And missiles come down and boom, blow up the island and kill Bond. So Daniel Craig's James Bond dies. Yeah, he risks his life because there's really there's really no point. I mean, if he couldn't be with his wife or would be wife and and kid, what's the point at that point? I guess. And so it all just brings his tragic story arc all, all back in full circle. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really good. It was very emotional. Um, I was very surprised with that. Um, if you stay till the very end of the film, there are no post credits or anything, but there is a James Bond will return at the very, very end. Um, now that is mostly in all Bond films, but what does that mean exactly? We don't know. Um, so it could lead that they're going to reboot the franchise or they could do something, which I wouldn't be surprised them doing because at the end of the film, uh, Swan is driving into the sunset or technically into a dark tunnel <laughs> and uh, with uh, with her daughter. And she she tells her like, hey, you know, she's ta- speaking to her daughter and says, do you want me to tell you the story of a man named Bond, James Bond? And, you know, the girl smiles and like nods. Yeah, you know. And so it could be presumed that, you know, she tells the story of Bond and she grows up to be like her dad, whether or not she takes on the name or James Bond or takes on a different name. Um, Either way, the last name will most likely be Bond. Um, First name we'll see. Um, But it could be where she takes over the mantle. And that's how they're able to introduce not only a female James Bond 007, but... um, also continued the story arc of Casino Royale and all that stuff. Um, that'd be pretty interesting. Or they can just go and reboot the entire franchise and start from scratch. Um, but it's an interesting take. So, but yeah, no big thing was, like I said, Bond dies and it was just like a, it was a trip. It was very interesting and uh, a little surprising to see. Um, I kind of wasn't really expected they would kill him off, but um it was a fitting, it was a definitely a fitting end. So, but yeah, no time to die. 007 in theaters right now. Check it out if you can. Um, four stars, highly recommended, especially if you're a Bond fan, let alone Daniel Craig fan. Um, 
yeah, it was a good one. So, <clears throat> so that concludes that. Again, this was the first one. Um, this was a little bit longer than I want them to be, 36 minutes right now. Um, I will be doing, hopefully trying to do these for further uh, upcoming films. There are a lot of movies coming out in November, Resident Evil, Eternals. I do have my tickets for Eternals. Um, Ghostbusters, there's going to be Spider-Man. There's just a bunch of stuff coming out uh, between essentially now and uh, December. Um, so I would like to do those for you guys. Uh, movies that have already been out, I might even do reviews on those. Um, and uh, And yeah. Um, kind of go from there, see how this takes off. I want to see how this does. And, uh, you know, I try, I'm going to try to bring you unbiased opinions, whether I like something or not, I'm going to go into a property, uh, you know, enjoying it, um, and giving you my, my opinion on the matter. So let's, uh, let's see how that goes. But anyways, if you guys listen all the way through, thank you for your time. I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, and we'll see where this goes. Shut up, man.